and make sure that it's a strong one, something that someone can't guess, like one, two, three, four, five. Or you want it something that's a little bit unusual and keep a password list. But make sure those passwords are part of your estate plan. You want to have it written down and you want to part with all of your papers so, you know, when the good Lord calls you home, people can have access and, and take care of those things. a regular gym routine. When was the last time you checked on your financial fitness? If you're feeling like you're falling behind, Ed Sedell is here to help with The Retirement Trainer, a podcast about helping you get into better financial shape. Every week, Ed talks about things you need to know to become more financially fit for your future. Learn about things like how much money will you need, financial mistakes other people often make, and how you can avoid them. Plus, details on the Retirement Fitness Plan, a plan Ed personally created to help you get to and through retirement by focusing on five key areas of your financial life. Learn more about the Retirement Fitness Plan when you visit egsifinancial.com and click on Processes. Then subscribe, follow, and listen to The Retirement Trainer on Apple Podcasts, your iHeart app, or whichever podcast platform you prefer. It's The Retirement Trainer with Ed Sedell, a podcast about finding ways to help you become financially fit for your future, no matter what financial shape you're in now. Harmless looking emails, free gift offers, and phone calls that continually ask you to update your information. What is real and who can you trust? And how do you make sure your information is safe? This is Leanne Sedell and here to help us with all our questions and to give us some guidance to stay in the best financial shape possible, the retirement trainer, Ed Sedell. Hi, Ed. Hey, Leanne. Wow. You know what? This is uh, this is pretty topical. I mean, you know, we've been getting hit with this. You know, my parents, your parents, we've got a lot of clients. I mean, this is a lot of people, a lot that... of friends. I mean, this is an ongoing thing. And, and it's amazing. The worse the economy gets, the long lost prince from Dubai or, you know, Nigeria that's giving money. And that's one that everyone's used to. But now they've gotten so much better at Mimicking J.P. Morgan Chase, they mimic AT&T, they mimic Verizon sites. They all look very real. And and this is us. So we're, I'm treasurer for a charity, and I got an email today about a donation that I need to click on. It's not at that bank. You know, we don't bank at that bank for that charity. It's at a different bank. So I had to send out a, an email to the rest of the board saying, hey, you know, just in case, I don't know how this got to me and how they knew I was part of this charity, you know, as a treasurer, but, you know, don't open this up. And honestly, if we had not been so bombarded in the last couple of years, you know, I think I might have even opened it up because it looks so official. Because when you look at it, it says JP Morgan Chase at, and then it's blah, 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 blah. It looks like, you know, XYZ PDQ. And so you're, you know, that it's not from them, but you actually have to click on the email. I mean, the email address, not the email. The thing that I want everybody to understand is it's very easy for you to see the actual email address that it comes from. You just have to, a lot of times it's not going to be so visible. It'll just say JP Morgan Chase or AT&T up there. But if you actually, the arrow that is right next to it, you hit the drop down, it'll show you what that email address is. We get the one from Microsoft all the time. Change your password, you know, update your information. And, and so, I mean, think of this. I hate to say public service announcement, but, you know, I think a lot of people get embarrassed. I know my dad did. 
he was doing things and the older he got, you know, he would do things and then got embarrassed and wouldn't tell anyone. And then it just kind of spiraled out of control. But these are getting regardless of age. Yes. They're getting harder and harder to kind of decipher and and figure out, you know, what's what's real. So, you know, I I just want to go through kind of, you know, things to avoid and, you know, what we can do to kind of make sure and, you know, kind of share some stories because, look, I'm telling you, if if this has happened to you, you're not alone. It's happening to way more people than what you think. Just people don't want to talk about it. And the problem is it's getting more and more aggressive. There are a oh lot of... Oh, my gosh. Yes. There are a lot of protection softwares out there, but I guess what I'm going to say is even with the highest spam protection and all those things put in place, you're still... When it comes to an attachment coming through, I think that's probably the most common thing is not or to a link pl- attachment or link or not not to do that unless you are one hundred percent sure you were expecting the email and they told you that they were going to be sending a link for you to issue payment. Now doctors' offices want payment through this method. Everybody is trying to streamline their processes. So they'll send you out a bill notification and they'll say, hey, such and such dermatology is uh, now issuing their bills online to you. So go ahead and click on the link and pay your current bill. It's really scary. So I tell people all the time, hey, if the email security on my email is so high that hardly anything's getting through, if you're not whitelisted, and even if, if you are whitelisted, basically what that means is you're approved no matter what, except if there is something that was attached to that previously that didn't smell right, it's not going to come through. And so I tell people all the time, hey, if I don't respond within 24 hours, you need to pick up the phone and call because it's it's being... What do they call it's it? Segregated sent, or sent to spam. spam or... But don't use, the, you know, the one thing there's waitlisted. I don't even know that terminology. I But I what I want people to understand is you're going to jail. You're going to junk jail. And there's a reason why there might have been something like a, a subject line says, check this out. And in large part, if a lot of those emails will go right to a spam filter and it'll go to junk, it'll say, help me with this. And that will go to spam. But I'm going to say, well, it, and, it, and there's it, even photos. So photos have embedded viruses or, you know, we'll just call them viruses to be generic malware, you know, in the picture. So when you, you know, you hover over and you click on it to enlarge it, boom, now all of a sudden your computer is infected. And, and so when we're talking about, you know, if we what to avoid. So email. So since we're talking about that, anything that does not look right, that looks unfamiliar, or that's asking to change your password or update information, you know, don't. Look at the email and actually see where it's coming from, even though it looks official. That Microsoft email, I probably get it, you know, two or three times every day. Hey, change your password, update your password. Well, you know, I mean, our IT folks, I mean, I know that that's not real. But you need to do that. And this is a big deal for us because, you know, a couple of years ago, we someone tried to, you know, steal my identity and we locked down everything. And this is on a personal note. On a personal note. Yeah. yeah. You know, they tried to get unemployment and everything else. So we did everything that we possibly could. We locked down all of our credit. And, you know, so now I'm more aware. And this was during COVID. So I'm more aware now than ever before. And so anything that doesn't pass the sniff test, I don't even open. Yeah. And, and, and one thing that I want you to also, we mentioned phone calls in there, you'll get these voicemail messages that say, if you do not call, and this is in reference, I've heard it out there talking about the IRS. I've heard those messages being left. I have heard messages like saying that you have an outstanding bill. And if you do not call, they're going to go after collections and your credit will be ruined. I'm just going to say, 
generally those that are trying to collect a debt from you, or if you are have an outstanding debt, they are not going to leave that message. The IRS does not call at all. The banks don't call. The government doesn't call. They send... Banks call. Mm, not not to give your, hey, can you verify your social security number? Can you update your, you know, what's your account number? They're not going to call. They don't call for that. They'll send an email or they'll send you a, a letter through snail mail, but they're not going to call and ask for any kind of personal information ever. They won't. You're exactly right. They will not because generally they know all of that information. If they are contacting you, they'll find another way of you proving who you are. But generally, if they contact you, it's through the information you've already provided them. So, Well, that's right. And, and so even, you know, from that, like now with, you know, web browsing, you know, you've got to be careful because you've got all these cookies on there. And, you know, you want to make sure that you're not saving your personal information on these web browsers that have credit cards and social security numbers and all that, because if someone hacks in, you know, they're going to be able to gain access to what you have, including those accounts, you know, and, and worst case scenario, not only access to that, but everything you have, because they're going to steal your identity. So you don't want that to happen. So practice safe web browsing. And, and here was the big one. I know that this was big for, for my dad. And, you know, for actually this has happened to a couple of clients too. those, you know, avoid the free gift offers, anything that sounds too good to be true. It, it typically is, you know, and, and I'm not just talking about, you know, the scamming part of it because, you know, that that was a big deal. You know, you think you're getting one thing and it's and it's really not. And now all of a sudden they have all your personal information on top of it. So, you know, be really careful. And, you know, when we're when we're talking about technology now with AI and everything else, you want to make sure that your computer security is up to date and it's a small price to pay for computer software that protects you from malware and viruses and not the free stuff. But that's also why the updates are there in large part. So if you ignore those updates. That's right. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> and b believe me, the 20 minutes or 30 minutes or possible hour that it takes you to have to sit off your computer while it's updating is annoying. Or just, just do it at night. Do you it know, at night. When you're getting ready to go to bed or first thing in the morning, you know, or whatever it is, even if you're at work, right? Because as, as painful as that is, it's, you know, way less painful than having to deal with, you know, the adverse effects. Well, I think what's downing a lot of people right now or getting a lot of people caught is that convenience can be like a serious problem, you know, when they make it so easy for you to put your credit card on your phone. And when they make a lot of people use the exact same password for every single thing, because you can't remember a lot of different passwords. I'm just flat out going to say I'm guilty yeah. of it. But the important thing is that you change that password often. That's right. And, and make sure that it's a strong one, something that someone can't guess, like, you know, one, two, three, four, five or your home address, you know, you wanted something that's that's a little bit unusual and keep a password list. But make sure those passwords are part of your estate plan. You know, you want to have a list, you want to have it written down and you want to part with all of your papers. So, you know, when the good Lord calls you home, people can have access and, and take care of those things. And that's going to be really, really important. I was just going to go the social media route and it looks like because that seems to be such a problem right now. Oh my gosh, it is. You've got a ton of scammers, you know, they're using those quizzes. Hey, what's the last four digits of your social? What's your date of birth? Anybody who asks those kind of things, you know, you don't want to fill those out. Not to mention, you know, all these, these faux profiles, you know, these fake profiles of whatever it is. And, you know, I don't know where I heard it. 
maybe it was on Joe Rogan. I can't remember, but I think of of because uh, they were talking about bots and you know when Elon Musk was buying Twitter at the time and and how many accounts were real versus fake. I don't think anybody really knows, but it, you know, obviously, it's probably a large number that that are you know not as real as as what everyone had anticipated. But anyways, those bots and those faux profiles. They're asking for things. And a lot of times it's money. Hey, can you help me out here? You know, can you just send me this? Do you remember, this was years ago when I think Jay was still in Scouts or maybe he had just gotten out and maybe Ethan had just started. Tom, I won't say his last name, sent me an email. Hey, I'm stuck in New York. You know, can you send me $2,500 cash? And I was like, well, that's really weird because that's not, you know, Tom would just pick up the phone and call. So what did I do? I called him. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, hey, I just got this email. He's like, oh, man, someone hacked my account. Well, and and that's, um, we're finding like vendors right now that we're doing business with. A lot of the vendors, especially they went after huge, after life insurance companies in the yes. last six months. Yes, all the way across the board. Across the board. Didn't matter, property and casualty, life insurance. I mean, it didn't matter. It seems like, I don't know, I don't want to say every single carrier, but it seems like most of them. We, we got notices, at least five notices from the big carriers saying that they were all hacked. So when I say this is not just a person personal issue where they're going after individuals, they're going after large companies and all that. And we need to also make sure that your identity is protected. And there are ways of going through that. I mean, obviously you just mentioned lock down your credit so that you know when things are being, and that is as easy as contacting all three. You don't have to do it online, but you can do it online. And actually, if you do it online, it's immediate. If you do it over the phone, it's, you're going to have a delay of, you know, it used to be 15 days. Now I think it's five, but a lot can happen in 24 hours, let alone five days. But if you log on, I mean, that's what I did for, you know, everyone on our family. We just, we kind of locked down everyone's credit. So um, no one can use it. Yeah. It just makes it very difficult. You get a notice saying that somebody's trying to open an account in yes. your name and yeah. <laughs> those things come through. But I do want to just highly stress, this is not regardless of whether you are 80 or you are 18. This is not an age thing. Yeah. I mean, look at me. I'm 25 and it's happening to me. This is something that I think all of us have to, I think we're getting ready to have an event here at our office. And that is going to be from somebody that literally is a professional in this realm is coming in to speak to our clients regarding ways of protecting yourself. And that those things are just as important as the insurance you have on your home now. <laughs> so. Well, you know what? It, it really is because the impact can be devastating. You know, you, you hear about stealing homes, you know, from you while you're living in them. There's all this stuff going on. And at the end of the day, there's a way to help prevent it from happening. And that's the whole thing. You know, sometimes we don't even know what we don't know or we get so caught up in our day-to-day -day life and, like you said, the convenience of everything. So we just kind of let it slide by and then all of a sudden, boom, before you realize it, it's, uh, yeah, you know, it's it's like, oh my gosh, all right, I got to take care of this and is it too late? Yeah. And I, I think my mom had mentioned to me a while ago, we had been talking about like, are there such things as classes right now for, because technology has changed so, so much. Oh my gosh. And what information should you be looking for? How should you go about looking up things that you want to learn more about? And I think in large part, that's kind of like, I, I don't want to call it like uh, going back to the basics on how you 
you handle yourself online, but I really truly believe things have changed so much regardless. I should teach that class because I'm so proficient (laughs) with technology. You, you Uh, used to be, that's kind of why I'm using you as an example. I I did. I, I I actually used to be and and now, uh, you know, give me a phone and yeah, I'm, I'm struggling with, uh, with email voicemail and, uh, you know, if it's not numbers, it's, it's not my thing right now. That's for sure. Well, because everything has changed so much. I mean, when you think about we're walking around, well, you said it earlier, right? I mean, the convenience, you've got all of your personal data in your phone and credit cards and social security number and that handheld computer. Yeah, the phone, this phone is more powerful than what sent the first rocket to the moon. How many people do we know close to us that have facial recognition? Well, facial recognition will recognize your face regardless of whether your eyes are open or closed. (laughs) So I kind of want that to be something. That's a good point. Yeah. It is a convenience. Do you not want to be able to get right into your phone by holding the phone up to your face? Yes, but so can anybody else. That's right. So um, anyway, with all of that, not this is not a and, fear and actually, podcast. Well, no, it's not. But I heard, um, where was it? I think it was on the news that uh, with a facial recognition that uh, you can you can use a picture. And if someone takes a picture of your face and holds it to, to the phone, they can, I don't know if that's true or not, but well, that, could, that could be urban legend. It uh, could be. I don't know. If they are getting a hold of your phone, chances are you're right there. <laughs> so, I, so. If they're getting a hold of your phone and, and using your face, I think you got other problems, yeah. right? Yeah, well, you that's know, it's true. It's a little, little too true. close to. So remember, you know, this is the big thing. I, I keep using my dad, you know, God rest his soul. But, you know, the last couple of years, he was embarrassed and afraid to ask, you know, hey, this is happening. I did this. And so every time I'd go down and visit with him, we would go through and say, what's this from? What's this from? And, and I'm like, Dad, you can't, look, this is happening to all of us. So I guess my point is never be afraid to ask because you're not alone. I mean, everyone is going through the same thing. We are one click away from being a victim, every single one of us. But you don't have to be. And it's, uh, you know, I hate to use it, but see something, say something, right? Well, verify is all verify. I'm going to say. Yeah. Oh, just, that's even better. Just like verify. That. Yeah, just verify and say, hey, this doesn't smell right. If it doesn't pass a sniff test... Trust your gut. It's like, well, why are you asking me all this information? You know, ask for, and if someone's calling you, ask for their phone number. Say, you know what? Uh, my son, my daughter, my dog, whatever it is, blah, blah, blah. You know, hey, give me your phone number so I can call you right back. And if they don't, then you know that it was probably not legit. Well, I, again, we're going to have an event here for our clients. We'll be getting out information about that soon. Clients, whoever wants to come, our wine and wisdoms that we have like throughout the year are um, always educational and they are for whomever wants to come. So we'll be putting out that information on our website. If you have any other questions or concerns, want to reach out to us, give us a call 614-526-4118. Or you can go to our website, check out our events page. You'll be able to see what's happening there at egsifinancial.com. And there's always the email option at info at egsifinancial.com. Again, thank you. Hey, thanks, Leanne. Hey, when was the last time you tested your fitness level? Not your workout routine. I'm talking about your financial endurance. Because if saving to a 401k is the extent of your effort, it is time for you to start shaping up. And Ed Sedell is here to help you do that with the Retirement Trainer. It's his podcast to help you examine your financial stamina and learn the questions you should be asking and areas to focus on to help you get to that place you've been working so hard for, a happy, comfortable retirement. And it's not as hard as some might have made you believe. Ed's broken it down into five 
five simple steps. It's the retirement fitness plan, which he personally created to help clarify key areas of your financial life. Learn more about the retirement fitness plan at egsifinancial.com. Then subscribe, follow, and listen to the retirement trainer on Apple Podcasts, your iHeart app, or whichever podcast platform you prefer. Investment advisory services offered through EGSI Investment Management, DBA EGSI Financial Group, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through EGSI Financial Services, Inc., Ohio license number 1020619. 